This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. 2.5 KZOK with Daddy Bonaducci and Sarah. Danny, describe Hollywood for me in 15 words or less. No problem. I left as fast as I could and came to Seattle. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you could go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 541-423-5704 or message her at freedomlake.com slash gratefulheartphotography or heroes.app slash pages slash gratefulheartphotography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. During this crisis, over 37 million people don't have access to nutritious food. That's one in 12 seniors and one in seven children. But there is a way we can all help with Feeding America. Their network of 200 food banks are up and running, distributing food to communities in need around the country. If you need help or if you can help, please visit feedingamerica.org to locate a food bank in your community. Together, let's feed the love. Hi, I'm Jonathan Clark, one of the most known voices in all of professional wrestling radio, here today to talk to you about a very important cause, autism. 
Autism is one of the world's most serious diseases and can affect us within all age demographics. It doesn't matter how young or old you are. Autism can sneak up behind you and change your life and the way you perceive it to be for all eternity. Autism can affect the way we talk, the way we act, the way we speak, the way we look, and how other people tend to look at us in this very cruel world we're being brought up in. That's why I'm reaching out to you today, encouraging you to log on to AutismSpeaks.org to make a donation and offer your help in fighting the cure for autism. AutismSpeaks.org will offer you some really helpful information on how you can play just a small role in finding a cure for one of the world's most serious diseases. I myself know many people who have been affected by autism throughout the years, and it's time we all come together and find a cure for this very frightening disease. I'm Jonathan Clark, the most attractive man in all of Internet Radio, telling you that you can make a difference. I'm Marie Osmond. Choices, some are minor, others life-changing. But what if your small choices matter the most, like the stairs or the elevator, baked or fried? What if these small choices determine if you'll be the one out of every three women who die of heart disease this year? These choices might not seem life-changing today, but women are dying of heart disease at the rate of almost one per minute. Luckily, it's mostly preventable. Choose to act. Our hearts, our choice. Make your choice at GoRedForWomen.org. If you love tie-dye, you'll love tie-dye and dream it. You can style in great handmade tie-dye clothing, such as T-shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID-19 pandemic. The best tie-dye work at affordable prices. You can order your favorite items online at freedomwake.com slash tie-dye and dreamin', heroes.app slash pages slash tie-dye and dreamin', or you can call Abigail Summers and Susanna Caton at 541-423-5704 anywhere in the United States. Born in the Pacific Northwest, Tie-Dye and Dreamin' is the place for you. Give us a call and start Tie-Dye and Dreamin' today. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than one nostalgic weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. 102.5 KZOK with Daddy Bonaducci and Sarah. What would you say is the strangest thing you've ever ridden? Well, uh, I've ridden an ostrich, but I'm really looking forward to being strapped to the front of a hydroplane. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. Every league, every team, every game, every season. 8 to 10, tell a friend. This is where the experts meet to speak on approach. You want to join the conversation, got to pick up the phone. phone, phone. Oh, yeah. All right. It's the verbal version of the replay, the recap, the game seven, the draft, preseason, the rematch, players and coaches, the man keeps you posted, whether you're rooting for the home or away, dirt, turf, hardwood, grass, a clip, we keep the conversation going and we cover it all, so when it goes down, you know the score, but when it comes to sports talk, this ain't no small talk, this is the big leagues, the ball is in your core, the best place for debate, 
point of view After further review You know what to do For the Review Man 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass, live and direct, Wednesday night. This is how we give it up. We are in the building live and direct, 8 p.m. Eastern Time to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, all right? And wherever you are outside of the Eastern Time Zone, do the math, all right? We're in the building live and direct, man. Action VR Network in the house. Holding me down, PBJ as always, a.k.a. Pretty Bob James, ubiquitous Bob James in, in the house. Yo, it's a lot to talk about, man. We are being overrun, inundated, saturated, all of that with sports. Everything is going on right now. Basketball season is about the second half about to pop off. NHL is popping off. Major League Baseball is in spring training. Uh, still talking football heavy. People get ready for the draft next month. Um, a lot of stuff going on, man. Absolutely. So much stuff to talk about. So um, I think we got a, a, a action-packed full show tonight, man. We're going to give it up, man, and, and, and let the thing do what it do, man. Um, I feel like I haven't really had a show where I can just really like talk about everything. And um, tonight, I think I want to do that. So this is what we're going to do, right? Um, tonight, we're going to give up a lot of stuff, man. Um, it's Women's History Month, so I definitely want to uh, put my Mount Rushmore for women's sports. My personal Mount Rushmore, all right? I want to get that popping tonight. Um, I want to talk about Dak Prescott. He got his money, you know what I mean? Um, and I'm not mad at him. I feel like that's kind of like, you know... Um, you know, make it up for lost time. We'll get into that. Talk about the NBA All-Star game a little bit. Second half preview a little bit. Proud of my New York Knicks. We'll talk about um, what we see the Knicks doing as far as the second half. And now it's reality. Reality is about to pop off now as far as the NBA is concerned. Um, we're going to talk some, you know, baseball. You know, talk about my Yankees a little bit. Talk about some MLB that's going on. Um, my hockey people, I got you. Um, it's conference tournament time. So definitely shout out to the Syracuse. Orangemen doing their thing. Um, shout out to Iona, Rick Pitino. All right, it's Iona Gales. They took out Sienna earlier today. You know what I mean? In the, um, oh, damn, what's the name of that Continental Atlantic tournament? Like the MAAC, the MAC? Yeah. So shout out to Rick Pitino doing his thing at Iona. All right. Um, and yeah, man, WNBA um, news, man. I, and I think that, you know, a lot of stuff that affects um, us. As people, we kind of like pay attention to what we want to pay attention to. Um, I want to give uh, a major, major maximum shout out and tip of the hat to Renee Montgomery, man. Um, you know, she's a part owner of the Atlanta Dream and the WNBA. Um, you know, how, you know, it went down with, you know, the, the former previous owner was, you know, dealing as far as, you know, with politics and she was really on the other side of the fence as far as, you know, the political scene is, is concerned. But, um, again, at the end of the day, truth is always going to win out. Shout out to Renee Montgomery. Um, we're going to get into that too, man. So 
A lot of stuff to talk about, man. A lot to get into, man. We're going to give it up, man. Hard body karate like we do, man. We're going to just relax and make it, you know, make it happen and talk some sports, man. Shout out to my peoples over there at War Room Sports. That's the crew, Duh, uh, Dev and all of them. Shout out to Dev and the whole crew unit over there. Um, Yeah, man. So um, make sure you check me out. I'm on Twitter. You know what I mean? Um, always on Twitter. So if you hit me over there at RMDesk, if you hit me over there, I'll definitely get back at you when we chop it up or whatever. Shout out to Knicks Fan TV, man. Um, I, I watched the, 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 the video of, you know, the Cat CP getting that Max Kellerman. It was kind of crazy. Um, I have my opinion about that, but it is what it is, man. I think that um, when you talk about what's going on as far as the NBA is concerned, man, um, I, I felt like, personally, I felt like it should have never been an all-star game, you know. Um, and a lot of people agree with me, but again, at the end of the day, we realize it's a business. So we have to put all, you know, the sports to the side when it's about, you know, getting the money. So, and, and, and that's just exactly what it is, you know, and I'm not really here to try to pretend and say, oh, well, it's entertainment and no, 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 no. It's for the money. Absolutely. It's about the money. We already know, we already know the vibe. So, you can't run that past me about, you know, you know, the sport and the fun of it. It used to be about that. It's not about that no more. It hasn't been about that for a long time. You know it and I know it. So don't perpetrate no stunt with me. I've been around long enough to see how the game has changed. And nothing's wrong with it. But don't beat me in the head about how, you know, it's still the sport and this and that. No, it's not. No, it's not. You can't even get these dudes to play 82 games in the NBA season. So don't tell me about that. If their money ain't right, they ain't showing up. And I'm not mad at that. They earned the right to do that. But that just goes back to my point. It's all about the money. All right? Um, NBA All-Star game, I wasn't really paying attention to it. You know, I was in and out on the All-Star game. You know, I really didn't. Because, again, I, I didn't see it coming. You know, and nobody really saw it coming. You know, I think Adam Silver was like, yo, we're going to, you know, come up with a concept that these guys will, you know, accept and, and have them go out and play. So them playing for the, um, you know, historically black uh, colleges, um, I think that's cool. Um, I think that cramming everything into one night kind of like defeated the purpose of All-Star Weekend. You know, I think All-Star Weekend is about people getting together and and, and, and going over the first half of the season and um, saluting the people who, um, you know, did their thing in the first half, you know. But um, I think that, you know, when you, when you have the skills challenge and you have the three-point contest and then, you know, a halftime, the All-Star game, you got the slam dunk contest, you know, they try to make it as entertaining as possible. But, you know, again, this, you know, this is a different year. So we definitely have to, you know, look at it from a different perspective. You know, we can't look at it through a regular lens because that wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't do any justice and wouldn't be fair and it wouldn't be correct. So, again, um, you know, with everything taking place, you know, we're we in the middle of a, a pandemic. Um, shout out to DeMontis Sabonis from the Indiana Pacers. He won the skills challenge. And um, Steph Curry. Um, won the three-point contest. What else is new? 
You know what I mean? Um, again, you know, there's a saying, an uh, uh, old philosopher told me a long time ago, he said, the cream always rises to the top. You know what I mean? So, again, you know, Steph Curry wins the, the three-point contest. He's going to win the three-point contest. Simple as that. Um, halftime of the, of the NBA All-Star game, Anthony Simmons won the slam dunk contest. All right. And um, I think, you know, shout out to Obi Toppin from the New York Knicks. You know what I mean? He represented in the slam dunk contest and things of that nature. But I think that at the end of the day, you know, um, they had to do what they had to do to make it as, as, far, as, as normal of a season as possible. So they had to have the All-Star game. They got these guys that got together down in Atlanta, um, even though there was no crowd there. But we'll get into that later on, too. There was no crowd there. So that kind of takes away from the, um, let me say, the feng shui of the game. You know what I mean? But I'm uh, still in awe, you know, I guess that, you know, when you have a team full of, you know, um, the best players in the world on the court at the same time, you, you know, you have to you know, make it do what it do and have some fun with it. I think that's what they did. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo. See how smoothly his name flows off my tongue now? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, 16 for 16. You know what I mean? So, again, um, this game was, you know, a, a different animal for him. Um, again, you know, make that happen in the regular season. I mean, he had the all-star game, won the MVP. Um, you know, he had 35 points in the game. Um, he, he was three for three from downtown. You know, so, again, Giannis showed that he could do it. You know what I mean? So, again, um, I think that, the all-star MVP is nice. MVP is nice. But I think you got to get that one, that one. You got to get that, you know, you got to get that Larry, yo. You got to get that Larry. You got to get that Larry, man. You know what I mean? So if you get the Larry O'Brien trophy, you know what I mean? Then I think a lot of people will just, you know, now um, they will be off of you. Because I think right now they're looking at you as one of the dudes who can't really, who, 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 who won't really ever get one. Let's just keep it a thousand. For everything that you do, you know what I mean. You're in Milwaukee, okay? People have been, you know, trying to give you a little bit of respect the last couple of years, but you know the Bucks haven't really come through to 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 make it, you know, worth people's while. So now people are not really paying attention to them. So Giannis is like the 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 drawing card that they have, and I think that um he's got to you know get them at least to, you know, the conference finals. Get to a game seven in the conference finals. You know what I mean? And then who knows what'll happen. Okay, so I just think that Anthony Kumpo is one of those guys that really needs a, a a final like that to put you know put him in the national you know, put him in a national spotlight. Not that he's not already, but the NBA finals would be wonders for him, I think. Um LeBron James. Wow. I think that um you know, he, he had a couple of missed dunks in the All-Star game. Uh, I think that LeBron sometimes tries to do a little too much. And we already know the story about LeBron. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, rehash that again. You know, we know LeBron, you know, it is, is what it is. You can't take anything away from what he's accomplished. But I think, you know, when, when the chips are, you know, really on the table like that, I wouldn't, you know, depend on LeBron. It's just, it's just simple as that. You know what I mean? 
Um, again, he had just four points in the All Star game. What All Star? Michael Jordan never had four points in the All Star game. So again, when you try to compare, you always throw you know LeBron in the mix. Like, okay, thirty six years old. That's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. You know what I mean? Um, you know, him deciding not to play in the second half. You know, um, I think that you know him not you know. Um, really even showing up against these young cats, yo. He only played 12 minutes, so I don't know if that was he was doing load management in the All-Star game or what, you know. So, again, LeBron, I, I, you know, as much as people try to, you know, put LeBron, 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 I don't see it. And I'm good, I, I, and I stand on that square. I stand on that square wholly, you know what I mean, all, all due respect. I stand on that square right there. LeBron does nothing for me, and I could pick apart his, you know, pick apart his. Yeah, he's got rings and da da da. Yeah, okay. He's been all over the league. He's been all over the league. Robert Ory got rings. Robert Ory got more rings than LeBron. And I've seen LeBron come through. I've seen LeBron not come through. I've seen LeBron flop. I've seen LeBron do the load management thing. I've seen LeBron do a lot of stuff that threatens his legacy. Period. The Miami to Cleveland thing, the Cleveland to Miami thing, that's notwithstanding. I don't even got to talk about that. But again, at the All-Star game, man, they had fun. They did their thing. Shout out again to Stephen Curry again. He's Stephen Curry now, again. All right. Um, again, he did his thing in the three-point contest. And, you know, he did his thing at the All-Star game. So I think that um, some people don't understand, you know, how, you know, Steph Curry does what he does, man. You know, I, he got an honest. He got an honest, man. So, again, at the end of the day, man, you know, he carries on a, a legacy of great shooters with his pops. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Del Curry, you know, and I think that, you know, even at the end of the day, when you talk about a, a cat like Steph Curry now getting his slam dunk on, you know what I mean? Um, and him doing his thing in the three point contest, I think that let up put a lot of people on notice, like, yo, the Warriors are not going anywhere. You know? And again, you still have to respect, you know, uh um Stephen Curry and what he's done and what he's about to do and what he's gonna do. You know what I mean? So give Golden State some, some time. They'll be all right. Um, 76ers, man, wow. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, wow. They couldn't even play in the game because their barber, uh, I guess, tested positive for COVID-19. You know what I mean? So, again, I think that, you know, even getting your hair cut could lead you to, to missing out on, 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 you know, a very important, you know, uh, moment in, in your career. Um, but again, man, this is they, this goes to show the seriousness of where we are, man. So again, um, mask up, do what you do, wash your hands, and all that normal stuff, and um, you'll be out there, be able to do what you need to do. Um, Dame Dame Lillard, I think that you know, uh, you know, he he does what he does, and I think that you know him hitting the last you know um, point to give them. You know, give his team the uh, LeBron's team the win it was you know I mean par for the course. 
I mean, you know, he had 32 points. You know what I mean? So, again, Dame, Damian Lillard is having a MVP caliber season, definitely. But I think now, you know, he has to, he's another one of those guys that has to take the next step. You know what I mean? Get to a finals, man. You, you know I mean, you talk, you know, a lot of these, we talked about it last week, I think. A lot of these cats, you know, they talk like they got mad rings. You know what I mean? And they have never really touched the finals. So, again, I think that what you have to do now is you have to, you know, prove. You've already shown that, you know, you had the respect from everybody. You can do it. Just get it done, you know. So, um, I think what you do when you have the NBA All-Star game is just something that they, you know, got done and they worked it out. And Adam Silver, you know, now can look back on it and say, hey, you know, we wanted to do it. We got it done. And now let's move on to the second half. Um, the second half of the NBA season, I think the New York Knicks um going to be a, a storyline. If we're still talking about the Knicks, and I think that we will be, you know, um, around, you know, the middle of April. Because, again, this is going to be the important part of the season for the Knicks. Okay? We've had some prosperity. You know, people are talking about us. You know, how do we handle that? You know, do we do do we continue to, you know, surprise people? You know? And, and again, I always talked about with the Knicks. I always talked about with the Knicks. You want to be respected. And, you know, people worrying about the Knicks finishing in the top five, or the top four, or the East. Um, I think that, you know, starting the second half of the season in, in the fifth spot in the East is cool. It's great. It's beautiful. That's a beautiful look. I'm proud of my team. And we're just a half game behind the fourth place Boston Celtics. Okay? But I think that a lot of people still, including myself, still, you know, are looking at it like, okay, not waiting for the roof to cave in or the floor to cave in and nothing like that. But just kind of like this team, you know, I don't want to put the cart before the horse with the Knicks. I mean, again, you got to look at their schedule. The schedule is the fifth toughest schedule remaining. So, which is like, now you have a little, like, I mean, less optimism as far as, you know, them handling it. That's why you take all these wins that they had in the first half, you take them, that's like putting money in the bank. Okay? So, again, but you cannot afford to have a three-game, four-game losing streak. All right? Um, again, then you look at the Eastern Conference, you look at teams like Miami, um, who, who uh, the last 10 games of Miami Heat, they were 7-3, okay? And, and the Toronto Raptors are coming back from the dead. They started the season crazy. They was like 2-12 and 12 or something like that. Now they're coming, they're, they're, finding their, they're, they're finding their group, all right? Um, and I'm not saying that the Knicks are going to miss the playoffs. No, I think the Knicks making the playoffs is a great thing. Um, nothing's been accomplished yet. That's why I'm always saying, I tell Knicks fans, and again, shout out to Knicks fan TV, no doubt. I tell them, man, like, yo, listen, I, I, I'm enjoying what's going on. Um, it's a beautiful thing. The Knicks are, are becoming relevant again. Um, but I, I don't want to um, get, you know, jump out the window with it and then, you know, have explain some things by the, end, the time the end of the season rolls around. Um, I, I'm proud of what, what's going on. Um, still the trade deadline is coming up and the trade, you know, could, you know, change things one way or the other. But I think um, there's not really a lot of room separating the Knicks between, you know, uh, fourth and, 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 and six and seven, you know what I mean? 
Um, but I think that a playoff spot is definitely a possibility, being that, you know, now you have to play in games, play in tournament and all of that. So I think it's definitely a, a possibility. And on the Knicks, one of the top ten teams in the East, definitely, absolutely. That goes without saying. So, again, I just think that they have to play, um, you know, a little bit harder. I think they're still, you know, they haven't done anything yet. People jumping out the window. The Knicks are going to do this. The Knicks. I hope the Knicks do very, very well. You know what I mean? I, 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 don't, I don't, you know, want the, to sound like, you know, uh, I'm jumping off the bandwagon. Never that. It's just the point in the matter that we've seen this movie before. The people that have been, you know, around the Knicks and Knicks fans for a long time. You know what I mean? And this is the first year where we really got some fresh, fresh faces who are really, really making runs and really contributing. And we have a few of them at the same time. So that's really, really a great thing. You know, and, and again, a lot of this is done with Mitchell Robinson out. See, I broke his hand. So we're still keep we're still doing, you know, we're keeping, you know, the, the the ship afloat. And that's a great thing. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, because usually before, you know, you have an injury and somebody important to the lineup gets hurt for the Knicks. They they you know, they, they go into a tailspin. So I think Tom Thibodeau is doing what he does, but again, like I said at the beginning, um, you know, Thibodeau is a master for running, you know, running kids, you know, to death. You know what I mean? Did it in the Chicago, did it in the Minnesota. Um, but I'm looking forward to these kids responding, the way they responded. You know, and I think Derek Rose, I think Derek Rose is going to turn out to be a very, very important acquisition. Um, you know, he wanted to come, you know, come back. You know, Thibodeau is old, you know, is, is old coach. So the, the, the chemistry is there already. The kids respect him. He's finding his space. He's not coming to demand time. He just wants to get in where he fits in. And I think that's another thing that is going to, you know, make the Knicks uh, 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 be on a, on a positive note. There's no turmoil. There's nothing going on that distracts the team from what they need to do on the court. And that's the best part of it. You know, usually we have some kind of turmoil going on, you know what I mean? And next thing you know, you know we're, we're in the toilet. But um, I think that right now um, we're where we need to be at. We're right where we need to be at, and like I said, we have a you know tough schedule looking to look forward to in the second half of the season. But hopefully, if we can you know play the way that we've been playing and keep on an upward trajectory, we'll be all right. And um, I'm looking forward to the Knicks being in the playoffs. I, I, I say that I'm looking forward to the Knicks being in the playoffs. Um, would it be a major trade at the March 25th deadline? I wouldn't be surprised if there if there was a trade. I would kind of be surprised if there wasn't. You know, um, I think that James Harden, when he went from Houston to Brooklyn, I think that was, you know, probably the biggest trade of the season. Um, but, again, you know, a lot of things could probably happen between now and the deadline. Um, you know, teams are probably, you know, trading some smaller, you know, pieces to try to add a little depth or sell off some pieces um, to try to, you know, to go into a tailspin. But um, I think that um, looking at how the playoffs will run this year, especially, you shouldn't really be that many um, sellers this season. I think everybody will be in a position to um, look, at, look at trying to get them a playoff spot. Only four games separate the eighth place Raptors and the fourteenth place Magic in the East. Uh, five games separate the eighth place Mavericks and the thirteenth place Sacramento Kings in the West. 
So a lot of teams still have, you know, um, shops, especially with this play-in thing, um, which is probably going to happen in both conferences um, to determine the final two seeds in the East and the West. So I think unless, you know, somebody gets traded out of the clear blue sky, um, the deadline might be a, a, a quiet one. It's, you know, no small things that happen, but nothing major. You know, teams are now, you know, trying to make those, those, um, those, those playoff pushes now. All right. Um, this is after further review, man. Two point oh, aka the sideline pass. We are in the building from eight p.m. Eastern to ten p.m. Eastern. Um, we gotta take a pause for the cause. Bob, what's good? Hear me now. They can hear me. Oh, man, you know, what's good, you know, is, uh, wow, I mean, what, what what's not to talk about, man, you know, with uh, sports this week? I mean, you know, between uh, between uh, what we saw here with, uh, with the NBA All-Star game, I mean, you know, just, just unbelievable. I mean, all of a sudden, all of a sudden we got to see uh, uh, the, the Steph Curry we knew or, or the <laughs> Seth Curry we know. <laughs> And it was just, you know, it was just amazing. It was an amazing, it was an amazing thing to watch. And uh, I know uh, we don't always get here. We don't always get that opportunity to see uh, see him the way we would love to see him. But I got to tell you, I got to tell you, it was definite, uh, definite uh, good stuff there uh, with what we got to see out of him. And uh, with the, with, the, with the game, you know, he. Uh, Definitely was the All Star MVP. I that much I'll say. Uh, you know, so as far as uh, yeah, yeah, I do know we have to take a pause for the cause here. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if you had the opportunity to talk about it yet. Uh, but uh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna have to talk about that contract signing in real detail with uh, with uh, what we saw that what we saw Jerry Jones finally do with uh, Dak Prescott. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. <clears throat> And we'll probably get into that as soon as she comes back, man. Right? After further review, she went all the way to the foul This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it. Together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. 
102.5 KZOK with Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Danny, describe Hollywood for me in 15 words or less. No problem. I left as fast as I could and came to Seattle. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you could go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 5 Four one four two three five seven zero four, or message her at freedomlake.com slash grateful heart photography or heroes.app slash pages slash grateful heart photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by grateful heart photography. During this crisis, over 37 million people don't have access to nutritious food. That's one in 12 seniors and one in seven children. But there is a way we can all help with Feeding America. Their network of 200 food banks are up and running, distributing food to communities in need around the country. If you need help or if you can help, please visit feedingamerica.org to locate a food bank in your community. Together, let's feed the love. Hi, I'm Jonathan Clark, one of the most known voices in all of professional wrestling radio, here today to talk to you about a very important cause, autism. Autism is one of the world's most serious diseases and can affect us within all age demographics. It doesn't matter how young or old you are, autism can sneak up behind you and change your life and the way you perceive it to be for all eternity. Autism can affect the way we talk, the way we act, the way we speak, the way we look, and how other people tend to look at us in this very cruel world we're being brought up in. That's why I'm reaching out to you today, encouraging you to log on to AutismSpeaks.org to make a donation and offer your help in fighting the cure for autism. AutismSpeaks.org will offer you some very helpful information on how you can play just a small role in finding a cure for one of the world's most serious diseases. I myself know many people who've been affected by autism throughout the years, and it's time we all come together and find a cure for this very frightening disease. I'm Jonathan Clark, the most attractive man in all of internet radio, telling you that you can make a difference. I'm Marie Osmond. Choices. Some are minor, others life-changing. But what if your small choices matter the most, like the stairs or the elevator, baked or fried? What if these small choices determine if you'll be the one out of every three women who die of heart disease this year? 
These choices might not seem life-changing today, but women are dying of heart disease at the rate of almost one per minute. Luckily, it's mostly preventable. Choose to act. Our hearts, our choice. Make your choice at GoRedForWomen.org. If you love tie-dye, you'll love tie-dye and dream it. You can style in great handmade tie-dye clothing, such as T-shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID-19 pandemic. The best tie-dye work at affordable prices. You can order your favorite items online at freedomwake.com slash tie-dyeanddreamin', heroes.app slash pages slash tie-dyeanddreamin', or you can call Abigail Summers and Susanna Caton at 541-423-5704, anywhere in the United States. Born in the Pacific Northwest, Tie-Dye and Dreamin' is the place for you. Give us a call and start Tie-Dye and Dreamin' today. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. 102.5 KZOK with Daddy Bonaducci and Sarah. What would you say is the strangest thing you've ever ridden? Well, uh, I've ridden an ostrich, but I'm really looking forward to being strapped to the front of a hydroplane. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK.
Yeah, 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 yeah. We back in the building, you know. Like, too. Um, this is after further review, man. Two point oh, aka the sideline pass right in the building live and direct with me. I be the mayor. I be that kid called left handed. That kid called lefty nice. That kid called RM Desk. You can get at me on Twitter at RM Desk. We in the building. Um, on Facebook, you can get at the crew. Um, after further review, two point oh, aka the sideline pass is the name of the page. Get at us. We over there too. Um. We're going to change gears a little bit, man. Talk a little NFL, man. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I got the other stuff coming. Trust me, I got you. Um, Dak Prescott. I mean, $126 million in guaranteed money is nothing to sneeze at. $160 million extension with the Dallas Cowboys is definitely nothing to sneeze, you know, sneeze at. Um, now, Dak Prescott is the second highest paid play at quarterback behind Patrick Mahomes, we already know. Um, but again, um, myself and, and, and PBJ was talking behind the scenes about um, the money in these quarterbacks, man. You know, who's worth the money that they get? You know, and I and you know, we kept it on Dak because I felt like, you know, Dak Prescott was doing his thing um, and he was going to eventually get his money anyway. But now it's like, what do you have to show for it? Everybody knows you have the potential. Everybody knows that you can do it. Everybody knows. But the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since Troy Aikman. And I think that when you talk about, you know, money, money is a factor in the determination of, you know, um, how good your team is. Because if you spend money, apparently you're going to have a good team. But then that has to turn into championships. And I'm like, Again, this money that I, that Dak Prescott got, I think that when you talk about that type of money, people's eyebrows raise, of course, you know. But in Dak Prescott's case, he kind of deserved it, you know. Um, the only thing about this in his situation is he got hurt, you know what I mean, before the money came in so you could, like, kind of justify it, say Dak is one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And I think Jerry Jones took a leap of faith um. Now he, you know, he gave Dak his money. Dak has got to show improve now coming off the injury. I don't think he has time for you know a, a rehab year or none of that nonsense. He got to come and get it now. And I think still, in all, I think Dallas is still, you know, um, lacking something. You know, um, the Cowboys are monster when they're right. You know, but I, I think that you know, comparing them to other teams in the NFC, look like okay. You know, they don't really look as, you know, as intimidating. Um, when you talk about other quarterbacks in the league, you know, we're still, you know, talking about now, you know, uh, uh, my man from the Houston Texans, you know, Deshaun Watson, Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, you know, um, Josh Allen from Buffalo, Baker Mayfield from the Cleveland Browns. You know, these kids, they, you know, they're quarter, they're, they have their rookie contracts expire. After this, you know, after 2021, right? Um, you know, they can, you know, get extended, of course. Um, they can, you know, potentially get, you know, franchise tag. But I think that um, if you want to keep these, these these quarterbacks, you have to make a commitment to them. And time is ticking. You hear that? The clock is ticking. So again, I think that when you when you when you look at, you know, the money these quarterbacks are getting, 
you know, what Dak just got, what Patrick Mahomes got last year. Um, and you look at Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson. Um, after three seasons, each of them played three seasons in the NFL. Baker Mayfield was the number one pick in 2018. Um, he had a you know decent rookie season, fell off his second year, came back last year. Um, I mean, he doesn't have the arm and the size like Josh Allen, but I think that you know out of those three guys, he leaves them in touchdown passes and yards per game. You know what I mean? And I think that you know his game manager skills are great. You know what I mean? Again, you know the, the 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 running backs, Chubb and those guys, they you know, you know that that makes Baker Mayfield look better. You know what I mean? Um, Josh Allen, who was number seven in 2018, um, you know, I think you know I I've I depended too much on watching Josh Allen in that playoff game last year in Houston. All right, um, I think that you know he was trying to do a little bit too much. He was trying to you know extend plays and stuff like that, but I, I don't think that you know he's really got that, but I think he did better, much better in 2020. You know what I mean? Um, his accuracy came together late in 2019 and definitely in 2020. Um, again, he can run the football. He's not scared to run the football. Um, I think that Josh Allen, you know, he impressed me this year. Okay? I think that, you know, he you know, he, he could take, you know, Buffalo to some places that they haven't been in a while, but again, they have to show up in the playoffs, man. They got to show up in playoff games on the road. They got to show up in playoff games on the road. It's nice when you run it back 100 yard, you know, interceptions against Lamar Jackson at home. But you got to show up on the road in the playoffs. And speaking of Lamar Jackson, he was the 32nd pick in the first round of 2018. Um, you know, only quarterback in NFL history to have back to back thousand yard rushing seasons. Um, again, I think that Lamar Jackson is a guy who's supposed to have a ring already. You know, um, but I think that he's one of those other guys now. He's got a lot to prove as well. Okay, he's got the best starting record of any you know, those three quarterbacks between him, Josh Allen, and Baker Mayfield. Um, but I think the playoffs is where Lamar Jackson, you know, has has to really improve. You know, we already seen you know what he does and what he doesn't do in the playoffs. So I think that um, when you talk about these guys, they still you know you know. Good enough to get that money. Good enough to get the bread. When you look at Baker Mayfield, 45 starts, right, 23 and 22, right, 75 touchdowns against 43 interceptions, 61.9% completion rating, 89.1 quarterback rating. Right, um, <clears throat> Josh Allen, 43 starts. He's 28 and 15. Okay. Um, 67 touchdowns against 31 interceptions. Right, 61.8 completion rating. 90.4 quarterback rating. Now we look at Lamar Jackson. 37 starts. He does he's at the least amount of starts. His record is 30 and 7, but he's 1 and 3 in the playoffs as compared to Josh Allen who's 2 and 2 and Baker Mayfield who's 1 and 1. Okay? Lamar Jackson 68 touchdowns against 18 interceptions. 64% completion rate. 102.6 Quarterback rating. Now, all three of these guys are due and will probably absolutely get, you know, nice extensions. But I think that when you talk about trying to compare these guys' numbers with a, a $450 million that Patrick Mahomes got, um, I don't know. 
you know, when you have Baker Mayfield, you know, do the Browns, you know, or should the Browns even keep him? Okay, when you got a chance to go get a a, a, a Deshaun Watson, you know, um, but I think you know, 2020 Baker Mayfield, he proved that he can uh, adapt to different you know situations under center. Um, I think that he brings you know um, a point guard mentality to the offense the way Kevin Stefanski runs it. Um, but again, um, the Browns, I think to give Baker Mayfield that type of money, they would have to be under the assumption and thinking that he's going to be, you know, that Baker Mayfield is going to be, I mean, you know, a Russell Wilson type, you know. Um, again, if they gave him four years, you know, Baker Mayfield would still be just 30 years old, you know, in the fourth year of that contract. Um but I think that, I don't know, the Cleveland Browns, man, they, they, they have to figure it out. I think if they're going to keep Baker Mayfield, they, they have pieces around him. You know, they're, they're a coming team. They, they, you know, they want a playoff game. Not mad at that. But I think that when you, you have to balance that against trying to, you know, possibly getting a, a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, all these numbers that we're talking about and playmaking abilities and stuff like that, they would probably say, hey, you know, it was nice. But we got to get to, you know, we got a chance to get to Sean Watson, and, and we got a short thing here. You know, with all these numbers that we're talking about, it's not really, you know, we're not really talking about sure, sure things, all right? But I think, you know, Dak Prescott's deal, it did help Josh Allen, all right? Um, but I think he's another one of those. If he, before he starts asking and looking for $40 million a year, you got to get them to some kind of Super Bowl and win it. So... Um, you know, he, his playmaking ability is, is dope. Um, again, you know, they was in the AFC Championship game. I mean, that's cool. And, and he's, you know, gotten better every year. That's good, too. You know what I mean? Um, but I think that uh, when you talk about, you know, Buffalo, you know, um, Josh Allen still got playoff games to win. So I think once he starts getting into that situation, then I think you can start talking about, you know, making him one of the top, if it's not the top, you know, um, you know, quarterback, you know, paid quarterbacks in the league. Because again, I think it's going to be worth it to give him the money, just to lock him down, to lock that position down. If you've got a quarterback like Josh Allen who could get you to AFC championships, you know, possibly Super Bowls, and why not? You know, um, but picking between Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, to me, I'd rather have Lamar Jackson. Because, again, at the end of the day, I think that, you know, Lamar Jackson definitely gives you that, you know, that threat. And, again, um, Josh Allen is like one of those dudes who can, you know, he can run, but he's not looking to run. Lamar's got two, you know, back-to-back thousand-yard seasons. So I think that um, when when you talk about Lamar Jackson, he's 24 years old, you know what I mean? And even if he did, you know, do a four-year deal, you know, he still would be back on the market at 28, okay? Um, I think, you know, Baltimore has one of the, you know, one or two best pure talents in the league. Um, I think that the only chink in his armor is the playoff situation. And his numbers after the ball are very inconsistent. You know, um, Lamar Jackson is the closest to Patrick Mahomes as far as, you know, being you know, having physical gifts, but I think that you know he's going to have to start turning some of them playoff games into into wins. 
So, yeah, man. So, that's what it is, man. After further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass, hitting you on a Wednesday night doing what we do, man. You know what I mean? I just wanted to give a shout-out, man, to um, the ladies of the night it is, women's most, man. And, um, again, you know, I think a lot of women, you know, um, to be respected in every arena, not just, you know, in sports or whatever, but I think in sports, man, um, more so because that's the thing, you know, I kind of concentrate on. And um, I had a little, you know, was thinking about it. Mm. Who would I put on my Mount Rushmore for women's sports? And, I mean, again, for me, I think that, you know, I have to have criteria for that. And my criteria would be it has to be somebody that I saw. That would be one of my criteria. It would have to be somebody that I saw. And no disrespect to, you know, um, ladies who came, you know, early in the game, you know, and no disrespect to them, you know, but I I can't really speak to that because, like, you know, for example, for baseball, I I would never say nothing about Babe Ruth. I never saw Babe Ruth play. You know what I mean? So as far as when it comes to women, I never saw Babe Didrikson Zaharius. I never saw her. You know what I mean? But I saw Billie Jean King. I saw Sonya Henny. You know what I mean? So when you talk about a Mount Rushmore, though, it has to be, you know, um, transcended. I think that you have to have, you know, different errors represented. You know what I mean? Different aspects represented. Um, and I just think that it's, it's really, really a lot to, a lot of stuff to look at. So when I thought about it, I said, you know what? Who could I have from the modern era? Who would I have? The first name of the names that stick out, of course, would be Serena Williams. Um, I think that when you talk about, you know, Serena Williams, you know, you can't lose. You know what I mean? Um, she's, she's still going strong. You know, shout out to Venus as well. You know? But I just think that when you talk about um, women that, you know, who left the mark, all of these women left the mark. But I think it's 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 subjective when you talk about, you know, who would you put on a, a, a Mount Rushmore type situation. So my Mount Rushmore would have, instead of four, would have five women on the list. And... Um, one spot, <clears throat> one spot would be saved for. <laughs> I know it's going. I know it's going to probably rub some people the wrong way, but I'm going to say this: one spot is going to be held for Wilma Rudolph. Yep. I know. I said that. You know, it's not a, it's about, you know, you had to see. And I think that woman Rudolph, um, even though she did what she did before I was born, um, I was born in 66. Uh, woman Rudolph did a thing in 1960, um, a very important Summer Olympics. 
if you know you know the Olympic history and boxing history. Um, nineteen sixty seven Olympics in Rome, Woman Rudolph became the first American woman to win three gold medals in track and field and one Olympics. So again I had to, you know, figure out who I would like to see up there because I would feel bad if I didn't have Wilma Rudolph on the on, on. Um, Yeah, so um, I got my list of names. I got, okay, Woman Rudolph got a spot. Cheryl Miller has a spot. Serena Williams has a spot. <laughs> I'm going to give a spot in my women's um Mount Rushmore, you know who I'm going to leave a spot for? Oh, man, now her name is escaping me. Uh, what was um, what was the Tennessee women's coach? She just passed away. Pat Summit. Shout out to Pat Summit. I got um, And I got one more I'm going to put on there. Rest in peace. Florence Griffith Joyner. That's five. So I think that when you talk about a Mount Rushmore, man, it has to represent everything and everybody. I have two basketball, uh, women basketball uh, legends on my Mount Rushmore, Cheryl Miller and Pat Summit. Pat Summit for the, the, the coach aspect, but Cheryl Miller, I think, is the greatest woman basketball player of all time, period. You could have all your – Shamika Holtzball, you could have them. You could have uh, – uh, um, What's my girl, Cheryl Swoops? You could have all of them. 
Give me Cheryl Miller. And again, at the end of the day, not taking nothing away from Nancy Lieberman. Don't get it twisted. Not taking nothing away from and Nancy Lieberman. Not taking nothing away from Ann Myers. Now I'm, take, I'm talking about who was little kids now. Ann Myers, I remember her. I remember Nancy Lieberman. But Cheryl Miller was out there killing them. Period. So I just wanted to um, give a little love, man, to the women, man, because definitely is Women's History Month. And I wanted to, you know, shine a light on them. And um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, college basketball and um, a coach who I think people should, you know, keep their their ear open out and their eye out for. Dawn Staley. She has the utmost respect for him. I'm just going to say that, and I'm, and I'm going to keep it pushing. I I think Dawn Staley is one of the the brightest minds. That's not she's not underrated because people know about Dawn Staley, <clears throat> but I think that her come up is worthy of you know her you know being a she she's got the credentials, you know Temple um, down in South Carolina doing numbers national championships in South Carolina. So Dawn Staley, I, I you know again I watched her come up. And again, Bob, this might sound crazy, but like when the Sixers had, before they got Doc Rivers, I was talking to some people, and I said, you know what? Why, they, why don't they give Dawn Stanley a, a, a shot? Knowing that she wasn't going to get the job, Bob. But dang, man, they could have checked. I mean, again, she's got connections to the city. She's a winner. And again, it, it, would, be, it would be, you know, why not? So what? She's got your credentials. You know what I mean? So that, that was just my thought, man, in regards to what the Sixers were doing and in regards to, you know, seeing some, you know, some fresh. I'm trying to get used to this new fresh air thing, Bob. I'm trying to get used to it, my guy. You know what I mean? Because we, 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 we from the old school. You know what I mean? We used to, you know, knowing when basketball and baseball and football season was coming. Now we don't got no idea what season is the next. So, again, man, um, I just think that, um, you know, pay attention, man. The women are uh, doing their thing, and they definitely need some, you know, some light shine on what they're doing, and big up to them and respect, all right? This is After Further Review, man, 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. My hockey people, I didn't forget about y'all, man. I didn't forget about y'all. I got y'all, all right? Um, so, scores third period in Minnesota. The Wild lead the Vegas Golden Knights 2-1. to one. End of the first period in Edmonton. The Oilers are all over the Senators 4 nothing. 9 o'clock, they dropped the puck. They just dropped it in Colorado. The Avalanche are hosting the Coyotes. Anaheim, they dropped the puck at 9.30 when the Kings come to town to play the Ducks. And Vancouver, they're dropping the puck at 11 p.m. Eastern. They host the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, man. So, again, man, like I said, man, um, I got my hockey people, you know what I mean, covered. You know, we're going to keep this thing going. Um, as far as, you know, the power rankings and stuff like that, we're going to talk about the top five. We're going to go from five to one as far as the NHL is concerned. You know you know what it is with me, man. You know my teams. You know how I give it up. You know how I give it up, man. Real quick, I'm going to just throw something out there with the Rangers, man. Um, the stuff with uh, Artemi Panarin and the accusations of him in Russia, whatever, I really don't know, know what's going on. Just 
know the science behind that, but um, he's going to be coming back. So hopefully that, you know, that situation, you know, worked itself out, took care of itself. Um, the Rangers actually won six of eight games. You know what I mean? And I think if they can keep, you know, um, on a positive vibe and doing what they're doing and, 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 and minimizing the, 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 the bad stuff, then they'll, they'll be right where they need to be. All right? But as far as uh, the NHL, man, um, we're going to start with number five, the Florida Panthers. Um, legitimate contenders, they have a legitimate contenders record, 16 and 5. Um, but I think that um, so far they're, they're doing what they need to do, man, to stay alive in that division at the end. And that division at the end is a beast. So they got to, you know, do what they do, respect to the Florida Panthers, man. You got to give it to them when it's due. You heard? Um, Carolina Hurricanes, all right, they're doing their thing, okay? Um, this division at the end, again, top, very top heavy. All right, so again, I think that um, Carolina is going to you know win games that they should win, and again, that you know that looks good on you. When you when you can't win games that you're supposed to win, that says all you need to know about your team. Yeah, so that's 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 basically it, man. With the Carolina Hurricanes, man, respect to them. The Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, um, again they lost two straight games against Vancouver. Um, I think that you know. Toronto has always been one of those teams that, you know, streaky. When they win, they know how to win. But it's just like they kind of play down to their competition sometime and, you know, it turns into what it is. But I think that they've um, they've gained enough cachet, man, um, to kind of like give themselves a cushion. But they got to keep on pushing forward. They can't let anything, you know, stop their, stop their flow where they're going right now. Um, the Vegas Golden Knights, you already know. I, I think that um, – when you have a team like Vegas, man, that's been in the league a couple of years now, they, I think they have the respect. They've been consistent, consistent, haven't been garbage yet. They've gone through this little, you know, streaks and stuff like that, but they're a respectable team in the league. And I said that from the beginning. I'm still saying it. I'm proud to say that, man. I said it from the beginning. You could ask Bob. Yeah, I told you, Vegas Golden Knights, watch them. They're going to be the troops, and they're doing what they do. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning, man, again, you know, I like them. Got to give them their props, defend the Stanley, Stanley Cup champions and all that, man. Um, but I think that, you know, when you have a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning, they're going to give you wild numbers during the regular season. They're going to give you numbers. They're going to give you numbers in the regular season. The, the playoffs and the postseason is when, you know, everything comes to comes to bear for uh, a team like the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. All right? This is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We are in the building. Hard body going in the paint, doing what we do. You already know the vibes. All right. Can we get some baseball talk going on for a second here? Um, wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. After further review, breaking news. The Texas Rangers. <clears throat> will allow full capacity in their new stadium on opening day. April the 5th against the Toronto Blue Jays. They're also going to allow full capacity for their last two exhibition games against Milwaukee on the 29th and 30th of this month. And the Rangers will... <clears throat> revert back to distance 
seating, I guess, is, you know, they're doing the uh, social distance seatings for games after opening day. So their new stadium in Texas, <clears throat> Globe, what is it, Globe Park or Globe Field, Globe Life Field, 40,518 people for their last two final exhibition games and opening day. The park holds 40,518. I mean, of course, you know, the state of Texas lifted the mask mandate. So I guess, you know, it, it, it makes sense to them. But wow. That's crazy. The Texas Rangers allowing um, full capacity for opening day, April 5th. Whew. All right. Um. What do you talk about, you know, as far as, you know, how, how do you follow that? You know, um, I'm going to talk about the American League East because now the baseball season starts in a couple of weeks. So spring training is, is popping right now. Um, a lot of people are, you know, kind of not writing the Yankees off, but kind of like, you know, we've seen this with the Yankees now. now it's, and, and I'm not mad at them. You know, we talked about the Yankees of the last three years, man, and they have really nothing to show for. So this year, we're just going to, like, the expectations are just going to be leveled off a little bit. You know what I mean? And and let them show and prove. Okay? Let them, let them, let the Yankees show and prove that they, you know, are, are good. We know that they're good. You know? But um, we don't have anything to show for. We haven't been to the World Series since 2009. You know, it's starting to look a little raggedy now. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not want to blame Aaron Boone. I don't want to blame the Steinbrenners. I don't want to blame Brian Cashman. None, none of those guys. Those guys did their work. I'm talking about the Aaron Judges of the world, the Giancarlo Stantons of the world, and to a certain degree, the Garrett Coles of the world. Let's go, man. All right? Um, when you talk about the American League East, I'm going to start with the Baltimore Orioles, man. Um, the Orioles, you know, this is the fourth year now they're, you know, rebuild. And um, should we see some progress this year? And what does that mean for them? You know, um, they have a kid named Adley Rushman. I think, he's a, I think he's a catcher. He was the number one pick in the 2019 draft. You know, so again, um, he's gonna probably make you know his 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 uh, presence felt and his debut um, sometime. You know, probably this season. Um, again, um, they have young pitchers like Keegan Aiken, Dean Kramer, Bruce Zimmerman. You know what I mean? Um, D.L. Hall and Grayson Rodriguez. So I think once you know these these young kids come together, um, the next Orioles team that's going to contend is probably going to take shape. The Orioles really don't have any chance to win the division. No. But that doesn't mean they can't, you know, be an important factor in shaping how the division plays out. All right? So, again, you know, they, you know, they play the Yankees hard, you know, um, and, and, again, they, they know how to, you know, do what they need to do, you know. And, again, um, they play as hard, but, again, the Yankees you know, do, their, do, do their business against them. The last – to the last full season of baseball, which was 2019, the Baltimore Orioles were seven and twelve against the Tampa Bay Rays, and two and seventeen against the Yankees. 
Remember the Yankees hitting all those home runs against the Orioles. Um, again, I think that, you know, the top priority for Baltimore should be just developing their young players, getting them, you know, prepared to, you know, for long careers in the, in the major leagues. Um, the next goal should be competitive, being competitive on the field. Um, and then I think the, the, one of their goals it should be is, you know, is, is being a thorn in, in, in the American League East side. No, no, you know, saying that, you know, uh, uh, you know, games against the Baltimore Orioles are going to, you know, be walks in the park. You know, I think if you, if, if, if the Orioles can, you know, play, you know, uh, you know, be 11 8, you know, against the team, you know, a uh, team in the American League East instead of, you know, 16 and 3 against then I think that would make a difference in what goes on in, in the American League. You know? Um, but the Boston Red Sox, man, I think when you talk about the Boston Red Sox, you know, I, I don't really like talking about the Boston Red Sox. They were, you know, they were garbage last year. We already know. Um, you know, they lost, you know, uh, Mookie Betts. And that's, you know, what it is. But I think that the Red Sox is, you know, going to you know, try to get it back together. You know, uh, Chris Taylor is, you know, he's, he's supposed to be back from Tommy John surgery. Um, you know, they have some prospects. You know, Eduardo Rodriguez is coming back, you know, and I think that, um, again, you know, the kid, uh, Alex Verdugo is, is going to be better, you know, for Boston Red Sox, but that's enough about them. You know, let's talk about the New York Yankees. I need 15 wins from Corey Kluber. I need 15 wins for Corey Group. All right. Um, I think you know those guys. You know, you know Kluber and Jamison Taylor. You know, um, coming off of injuries. You know, Taylor coming off the second Tommy John. Corey Kluber. You know, he tore his shoulder muscle in his first start last year, so these guys are coming back from injury. Um, and then you look at the, the Yankees in their rotation chart, the rotation depth chart. Um, you know, you got number one, Gary Cole. Number two, Severino. He's coming back uh, at midseason around the all-star break from Tommy John surgery. Um, then you got Corey Kluber. You know, he had 36, two and a third um, since 2019. Okay, then you got James Taylor coming back again from his second career Tommy John surgery. Jordan Montgomery. Who pitched so 5.11 ERA last year? Domingo Herman, he missed last year serving a domestic violence suspension. Then you got Davey Garcia, okay, who's definitely going to be um, have a more prominent role in, in what goes on as far as the pitching with the Yankees in 2021. And then you got Clark Schmidt, who was shut down for a month with elbow in, elbow injury. So again, man, um, talking about the pitching. But my thing is the offense. You know, these dudes, John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge, have only played 441 out of 768 possible regular season games in three seasons. That's 57%. All right? Let's do the knowledge. There was some injuries. Aaron Judge had risk. He got hit by a pitch. He broke a rib, but he was diving for a ball in the outfield. You know, um, the Yankees, you know, 
the offensive depth on this team is crazy. But, again, I think that, again, at the end of the day, that's too much to ask for these guys to keep coming through because you don't know, um, you know, Aaron Judge and, and Stan, the two big guns in, in, in the lineup, can't stay on the field. You know, um, you know, we have a lot of depth in the lineup, but I think the depth, you know, as far as the pitching is is more of a, of a concern. But I think that, um, again, teams aren't going to go as hard in their pitches as they did, you know, because, again, Last year was only 60 games, and it was a short season. I think going from 60 innings in 2020 to 180 innings for a pitcher in 2021 is a, you know, is a, is a huge leap. But um, I think if the Yankees stay healthy, you know, we can do what we need to do um, and be, you know, the best team in the American League. Yeah, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. But I think if we have to you know, deal with the injury thing again, then there's no telling, you know, we can go, you know, we could do second, we could do third, you know, again, because I think that um, we the injuries thing is the thing that we have to stay away from. And we've been bitten by the injury bug the last couple of years. You know what I mean? It's every year is always something that, you know, there's this thing down that keeps the team, you know, from being, you know, their, 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 to their ultimate potential. Um, Tampa Bay Rays, okay? That kid, Randy Arizarena, wow. Okay. He drove in 29% of their runs in the playoffs. Okay. 29% he drove in. They scored 79 runs in 20 games. And Randy Arizarena, he either scored or drove in 23 of them. Okay. The rest of the Tampa Bay Rays generated only 56 runs in those 20 postseason games. All right, so I think that, you know, people say that, you know, with all the offense the Tampa Bay Rays, you know, have, it was the pitching. And the pitching, you know, left, you know, Charlie Morton left, Blake Snell left, you know, so again, they got, you know, um, they went back to uh, the future with Chris Archer. You know, they got Rich Hill, Louis Patino, and Michael Walker. You know, I think that what Tampa Bay does with their pitching, they do it very well. And I think they get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to, you know, the the, arm, the, the rotations and the arms and stuff. But um, I think with the offense, the lineup, they've never really been their thing to score a lot of runs. You know what I mean? And, and again, to, you know, put, you know, uh, a lot of people up there, and, and, and I think with the platoons and the matchups that the Tampa Bay Rays, you know, deal with in their lineup situations, you know, they're always going to be a thorn in somebody's side, you know. Um, Tampa Bay Rays didn't really make any significant additions to their lineup. You know, um, I think if they can get a year healthy out of Austin Meadows, you know, if they, Andy Diaz can, you know, get his power stroke back, and Willie Adamas and Brandon Lotus continue their ascent, they'll be all right. Um, they got a kid named Wander Franco, though. Bomb buckler. This dude is, whoa, he hit like a thousand foot home run in his first uh, um, spring training at bat. He crushed that thing. I was like, wow, this dude is going to be a problem. But I think that, um, again, you know, um, the Tampa Bay Rays, the difference between feeling an offense that's only average, you know, against, you know, um, uh, a legitimate, a legitimately above average offense can be the difference 
between what Tampa Bay does this year. Okay, um, if 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 Arizona Arizona Arena hits, you know what I mean. And we know he's not going to hit like he did in the postseason for 162 games. But if he does that, then the the Rays are going to be okay. Um, Tampa Bay, wow. Toronto Blue Jays. They added George Springer and Marcus Simeon. Um, those two guys make the Toronto Blue Jays better defensively as well. I think another year of experience from Bo Bichette, Kayvon Biggio, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I think it's going to make you know that Toronto Blue Jays lineup much more formidable. When you look at the lineup that goes Springer leading off, Semyon hitting second, Bichette hitting third, Teoscar Hernandez hits cleanup, Guerrero hits fifth, Biggio hits sixth, Guerrero hits seventh, Rowdy Telez, DH hits eighth, and Danny Jensen is a catcher. He hits ninth. Like, wow. And they have pitching. Okay? Um, Yunjun Ru, he can run out there and, 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 and lull you to sleep. Okay? But also strike you out four times. Okay? Robbie Ray. All right? He's a veteran looking to bounce back. Okay? Tanner Rourke. He's a guy that chews up innings. Okay? Nate Pearson, he's a guy with a high upside. So, again, I think that when you when you talk about the Toronto Blue Jays, they're a young team that's, that, that's definitely on the rise. I think that they could surprise some people. Um, but I, I don't expect them to, you know, be a dominant team. I expect them to definitely be, you know, right up there. Those Yankees and, and, and Blue Jays and Red Sox and Blue Jay games are going to be you know, good ones. But I think that um, the Blue Jays in their bullpen, they come at you with Kirby Yates. And you know he's coming off the elbow surgery. You know, um, the kid Rafael Dolis and Jordan Romano, those guys were great last year. But they only do like 38, 2 and a third combined. But they did their numbers. So I think that when you talk about the American League East, you know, you got the Yankees and, you know, Tampa Bay. But again, don't sleep on Toronto. All right, and, and, and let's, you know, um, hope that, you know, the Baltimore Orioles can, you know, provide some competition. And I think the more, the better the Orioles are, the closer the America League East race is going to be. I think that the Orioles, you know, if they, you know, can be a factor and win some games. Again, if they can, you know, get, you know, they play, eight, you know, 18 games against the Yankees, 18 games against Tampa, and 18 games against Boston. If they can, you know, get close to 500, one of those, you know, series then I think that they'll, you know, that will cause the American League East race to be uh, a lot closer than um, it should be, and it'll be exciting. Um, this is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We're going to take a pause for the cause, and when we come back, man, we're going to get into what we need to get into. Tournament. I got the three-minute rant coming up and all that other good stuff. This is after further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass, taking the pause for the cause. Let's get it. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped 
every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. 2.5 KZOK with Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Danny, describe Hollywood for me in 15 words or less. No problem. I left as fast as I could and came to Seattle. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you could go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 541-423-5704 or message her at freedomlake.com slash gratefulheartphotography or heroes.app slash pages slash gratefulheartphotography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. During this crisis, over 37 million people don't have access to nutritious food. That's one in 12 seniors and one in seven children. But there is a way we can all help with Feeding America. Their network of 200 food banks are up and running, distributing food to communities in need around the country. If you need help or if you can help, please visit feedingamerica.org to locate a food bank in your community. Together, let's feed the love. Hi, I'm Jonathan Clark, one of the most known voices in all of professional wrestling radio, here today to talk to you about a very important cause, autism. Autism is one of the world's most serious diseases and can affect us within all age demographics. It doesn't matter how young or old you are, autism can sneak up behind you and change your life and the way you perceive it to be for all eternity. Autism can affect the way we talk, the way we act, the way we speak, the way we look, and how other people tend to look at us in this very cruel world we're being brought up in. That's why I'm reaching out to you today, encouraging you to log on to AutismSpeaks.org to make a donation and offer your help in fighting the cure for autism. AutismSpeaks.org will offer you some really helpful information on how you can play just a small role in finding a cure for one of the world's most serious diseases. I myself know many people who've been affected by autism throughout the years, 
and it's time we all come together and find a cure for this very frightening disease. I'm Jonathan Clark, the most attractive man in all of Internet Radio, telling you that you can make a difference. I'm Marie Osmond. Choices. Some are minor, others life-changing. But what if your small choices matter the most, like the stairs or the elevator, baked or fried? What if these small choices determine if you'll be the one out of every three women who die of heart disease this year? These choices might not seem life-changing today, but women are dying of heart disease at the rate of almost one per minute. Luckily, it's mostly preventable. Choose to act. Our hearts, our choice. Make your choice at GoRedForWomen.org. If you love tie-dye, you'll love tie-dye and dream it. You can style in great handmade tie-dye clothing, such as T-shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID-19 pandemic. The best tie-dye work at affordable prices. You can order your favorite items online at freedomlake.com slash tie-dye and dream heroes.app slash pages slash tie-dye and dream or you can call Abigail Summers and Susanna Caton at 541-423-5704 anywhere in the United States. Born in the Pacific Northwest, Tie-Dye and Dreamin' is the place for you. Give us a call and start Tie-Dye and Dreamin' today. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. 102.5 KZOK with Daddy Bonaducci and Sarah. What would you say is the strangest thing you've ever ridden? Well, uh, I've ridden an ostrich, but I'm really looking forward to being strapped to the front of a hydroplane. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. We're back floating, man. This is after further review 2.0 AK and Cylon Pass. Wednesday night. In the building, I literally the week making it do what to do. Um, NCA tournament, man. All right, the tickets are starting to get punched. All right, you already know that the tournament is going to take place in a central location in Indianapolis this year. Okay, um, again, selection Sunday is coming up this weekend. Shout out to um, Syracuse Orangemen, man, and won the situation in the ACC tournament. And again, um, I'm not really, I'm not feeling, um, you know, any, 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 you know, um, difference or any kind of way about the ACC. Syracuse can mess around and win it, you know, um, and that would just, you know, give them an, auto, an automatic bid to the tournament. Um, shout out to Drexel, Cleveland State, Mount St. Mary's, and Oral Roberts. They are in the NCAA tournament, so shout out to them. Um, Butler, uh, upset Xavier. All right. So I think that is a, um, that's going to affect 
what goes on as far as they're concerned in the Big East and that tournament is concerned, man. So, um, yeah, man, Butler knocks off Xavier, so the Big East tournament is going to be crazy. Shout out to Gonzaga. Here we go again with Gonzaga. I mean, um, they uh, won the West Coast Conference, so they have automatic, you know, bid to the tournament. Can Mark Few of these guys finally get it done? Can can they can they get it done? I mean, they're undefeated. You know, um, again, you know, I've been on Gonzaga. I go back to Gonzaga. It's like the Adam Morrison days, you know. But, um, yeah, man, you know, they've always been, you know, right around the two, three, you know what I mean? But tournament time, they're one of those teams, man. They're kind of like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, there you go. Gonzaga's like the Lamar Jackson of the NCAA tournament. I mean, they're run through the regular season crazy. And then when the postseason comes, ah, you know what I mean? So, again, and don't bite. I, I came up with that first. Gonzaga is the Lamar Jackson of the NCAA tournament. Um, Double-digit victories over Iowa, Kansas, Virginia, and Brigham Young. Um Gonzaga's just the 20th team in history to enter the NCAA tournament undefeated. Now, if you've been following this show or you've been rocking with me, you know what I think and how I feel about going into the NCAA tournament undefeated. If you don't, I'm going to tell you again. All it takes is one loss. I always used to say, get the loss out the system. It's all right to go to the NCAA tournament 25-1. and one. It's all right. You know what I mean? I, I think Indiana was the last team to finish undefeated. It was 1976. You know what I mean? Bobby Knight. It was, was, was that Isaiah and them? When Buckner and those guys? Was that before Isaiah? I don't remember. Um, yeah, man, so... When you talk about undefeated, man, I'm just a proponent of getting that loss out the way because you do not want to lose your first game in the NCAA tournament, man. Um, Baylor, that's another team that, you know, I don't really really think about Baylor a lot. You know what I mean? I think, you know, they've had big wins this season. They beat Illinois, West Virginia, Kansas, and Oklahoma State. Um, They won the conference championship for the first time since 1950. So, I mean, you've got to give them their respect as far as their record is concerned. But, you know, I've seen Baylor in this position before, all right? Um, Illinois, you know, um, they beat Michigan, they beat Iowa, they beat Ohio State and Purdue. So I think that um, when you talk about a team like Illinois, they're a team to watch. But, I, you know, I, I see them as a, a, a Sweet 16-type team, you know what I mean, doing what they need to do. I mean, they're good. Shout out to them, no disrespect. But I, I see them, you know, they have six losses. So, I mean, they can be beat, you know. Um, Michigan, shout-out to Jawan Howard. Uh, again, they're, you know, they're, they're picking the wrong time of the year to kind of, like, play, you know, um, less than quality basketball, all right? Uh, they lost to Michigan State on Sunday. They're 1-2 in their past three games. So that tells you what you need to know about Michigan getting ready for the NCAA tournament. Um, Alabama, all right? Um, again, they're a conference champion for the first time since 2002. Uh, 
And, and again, speaking about Alabama, they're another team that you know that can go, you know, the first weekend. You know what I mean? They can get to the second weekend. You know, you know, or they can lose their first game. So again, you know, Alabama, you know, they're playing quality basketball, but they're playing up against going up against teams now from different conferences. Okay, so it's, it's going to be it's going to kind of like work against them if they try to figure that they're going to you know go with it against a team that might have a lesser record than they do. Don't sleep. All right, Iowa. Um, Iowa's had big wins with Ohio State and Purdue. Seven and one in their last eight games. Um, they you no know, game they lost was against Michigan on the road. So I think Iowa, you know, um, what of uh, the teams that I think people might sleep on. Um, but I think I, I look at Iowa and I say, you know what, they can surprise. They can do some things in the tournament, man. You know, um, and this tournament, this tournament, especially this season, is going to be a definite toss up. You don't know who's going to win. I'm gonna fill out a bracket. Shout out to my man Steve. Um, I'm on the jump in, in, into that bracket situation over there with him and, and get down with it. I, I'm just going to go for what I know, man, and picking my games, man. Um, I think it's not going to be a uh, usual suspect that wins the tournament. I think it's going to be a team that nobody expects, and I think that's what's going to make this tournament um, a little bit more exciting than tournaments and seasons past. I mean, you had teams like, you know, um, you know, regular guys, the Dukes and North Carolinas and stuff like that. But now you got a Gonzaga team that's coming into the tournament undefeated. All the pressure is going to be on them, you know. And again, we're in a part of the uh, of the season now where you know if you're down by four, you know, you know, uh, with two minutes left in the first half, that's your know, upset alert. So again, I think they, uh, the team like Gonzaga, a lot of a lot of you know pressures on them. You know, like people are going to be watching. I think just because there's not going to be people in the building. I think uh, people are definitely going to be watching um, this particular NCAA tournament just to see how it pans out. I think it's going to be curiosity because you got a lot of good teams. I mean, you know, look at Arkansas. They're 11-1 in their past 12 games, all right? Um, you know, you look at a team like Houston. It's, you know, uh, again, they're 6-1 in their past seven games. They, they, the game they lost is at Wichita State, okay? Um, a team like Oklahoma State, they're 18-7, and seven, all right, 6-1 in their past seven with a game that they lost is at Baylor. Um, watch a team like Kansas, okay? They can either lose in the first round of the tournament or get to the Elite Eight, okay? Kansas is the only team that beat Baylor this year, all right? So pay attention to that. Um, we'll talk about teams like Villanova, okay? Uh, I think, you know, they're going to be an afterthought, I think, a little bit because they lost Colin Gillespie to a knee injury. So I think that Villanova, if they get in, you know, if they win their first game, that'd be fine. But I don't see them getting past the first weekend in the tournament, uh, as far as the Lenovo's concerned. Um, you know, sleeper teams, man. When you when you talk about uh, Gonzaga, you know, against you know history, man. Um, you know, teams that went into the tournament undefeated. You know, talk about history. We'll go back a little bit. Nineteen fifty-five, San Francisco Dons was seven twenty-five and zero. All right, 1956, North Carolina, 32-0. All right, 1963, UCLA Bruins, 30-0. UCLA's first national championship. All right, 1966, UCLA, 30-0. Okay, all right, this was with uh, Lou Alcindor as a sophomore. All right, 1971, UCLA, 30-0. Okay, 1972, UCLA, 30-0. All right, Bill Walton, all right, 
1975, Indiana Hoosiers, 32-0. Okay, Scott May, Quint Buckner, and Kent Benson. Okay, this is before Isaiah. Okay? All right? So, again, I think that, um, you know, there was no seeding back in 1976, but uh, it, it was only 32 teams in the tournament back then. So, again, but Indiana did it. They started the job and they finished it. Um, here's some teams that took their first loss in the NCAA tournament. They came into the tournament undefeated, and they lost their first game. Uh, 1950, Columbia Lions, okay? They were 21-0. and 0. They lost their first game in the tournament. 1960, Ohio State, they were 27-0, and 0. all right? And um, I think that, you know, when you talk about stuff like that, man, it, it crushes you. 1967, 68, Houston Cougars, all right? Um... You know, that's, that's like Alvin Hayes and all that. 1967, St. Bonaventure, okay? Um, 1970, Marquette, all right? Al McGuire. 1970, Penn Quakers, okay? Uh, 1974, Indiana. They were 31-0, and 0, okay? Uh, 1975, Rutgers, all right? You know, uh, 1978, Indiana State. Who did they lose to in the tournament? Hmm. This was the Larry Bird squad. Who did they lose to in the tournament? They finished they ended their season at thirty three and one. They lost to Maddie Johnson at Michigan State. Alright? So again, I think that when you when you talk about teams like this team right here, I remember this team. Alright? Um, I think that um again, you know, that Indiana State team they, they those games used to come on TV, Indiana State, all right? Um, again, you know, remember when um, Indiana State, they, I think they beat the Paul in the Final Four. That's when the Paul was nice. Ray Meyer, you know, uh, Marcus Wire, those guys. Um, 1990, UNLV, they had a crazy squad. Larry Johnson, Ray Anthony, Stacey Augman, Anderson Hunt. Yeah, man. And oh, then they lose to... Um, but they lost to Duke. Yeah. Oh, this is when they had a squad. And then you had uh, 2013 Wichita State more recently. All right. They had um, Clay Anthony Early and Ron Baker that went to the NBA. Um, they had also had Fred Van Fleet on that team. All right. Um, 2014 Kentucky. Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker, Tyler Eulis, Andrew and Aaron Harrison, Trey Lyles. You know? So, again, this team was, you know, they um, took it, you know, as far as they can go. I think they lost to uh, Wisconsin in the Final Four. That's Frank Kaminsky in there. You know, so I think that Gonzaga, um, they should, you know, expect a, you know, a tough goal of it. And if they lose, if they win, that would be a great thing. But if they lose, I think that um, it will be another situation where Gonzaga, you know, didn't get it done again. So, again, people, you know, you know, at least Gonzaga's consistent. You know what I mean? They're consistent. So I think a lot of pressure is on them, and hopefully they can, you know, finish the job and, and, and do what they need to do to get, to get this thing done. All right? We are in the building live and direct every Wednesday night, man, from 8 p.m. Eastern to around 10 p.m. Eastern. I'm about ready to get up out of here right about now, man. Um, I got to see me a rant coming up. 
And what we're going to talk about tonight on the three and then in the three minute rant is just you know stuff, nothing particular, just some stuff. Um, and the stuff I want to talk about, man, is how when we were little kids, we would you know stay up, you know, watch baseball, Monday night football go outside and play football, go outside and play basketball and stuff like that. Um, you watch these kids today when they play. I mean, the youngsters coming up, even, you know, in the college ranks, high school ranks, NFL. <clears throat> they all want to be superstars. They all want to be on, you know, Sports Center. They all want, you know, uh, endorsement deals. Um, nobody worries about you know, fundamentals. Nobody worries about, you know, putting themselves in the other person's shoes. When I say that, you get into the head of your opponent. So when you have, you know, guys like Michael Jordan, you know, I mean, Tom Brady, you know, that, you know, are great despite or in spite of, you know, you wonder why it's because they, you know, they do what they need to do while these other cats talk about doing what they need to do. And that's why they always win. And, you know, when you talk about that, man, wanting to be like that, it, 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 it's more than just talking about it. You got to be about it. You got to live that life, man. And a lot of these cats is worried about this being seen on the Internet, social media, and who's following them, and how many likes they got, making videos and this and that. And that's fine. If that's what you focus on, that's why you don't have championships. That's why you always watch this, you know, Tom Brady having a, a parade. That's why you was always, you know, watching, you know, even LeBron. Shout out to LeBron, you know, for real. You know what I mean? He's been to the finals 10 times. And how many people, you know, been to the finals once? He's been there 10 times. So, again, I think that when you talk about, you know, being great, you want to be great. You know, as soon as the, the, the championship season is over, it's on to the next. You're trying to get that next championship. So um, respect to everybody that's doing that thing. Shout out again to Renee Montgomery, right? WNBA owner, part owner of the Atlanta Dream. Shout out to her. Shout out to everybody doing their thing, man. And, um, again, I'll catch up to you all next week. Shout out to my man, PBJ, a.k.a. Pretty Bob James, a.k.a. Ubiquitous Bob James. Make sure you check him out. He's doing this thing, Action VR Network. He's got sports stuff on lockdown. He's going to do his mock drafts and all that. Yo, I heard from Sonny Cruz. Yo, the, the homie Sonny Cruz hit me. So he's um, talking about he's going to put his draft together. So look forward to that. So Sonny Cruz is, is it will be in the building. So that's what's up. So, yeah, man, this is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. We are out of the building. I will talk to you all next Wednesday. You know you know what it is, 8 o'clock. Eastern, and I'll talk to y'all later. All right, Bob, take me out of here, yo. Let's go. We got them plans with them ladies who be driving Mercedes, who be driving them crazy, and we gotta be crazy. We who be making them jealous, who be making them stellas, and we gotta be crazy. The king on the throne, left his heavenly home, never did a thing.
shepherd. I shall not 